This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 9, Inaugural Corset Review, Dragon and Unicorn Clans. Welcome, folks. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to do today? This is part three in a special series of episodes in which we'll be covering each of the seven great clans of Rokugan in the LCG. We'll share our experiences with their strengths, weaknesses, best cards, good cards, and borderline cards, and who we think each clan allies well with. We've covered neutral provinces, the lion, the phoenix, and the crab. Next up, we've randomly selected the dragon and unicorn. So let's get on our horses and ride. All right. For those of you who aren't at Gen Con, we're sorry that we missing, we're missing yeah, you at Gen Con. Yeah, we are having fun. Oh, you're, que- so, oh, you're queuing up. Sorry, lining up. Sorry, lining queuing up. up. Queuing up. Queuing up is perfectly acceptable, Carl. That is a, <laughs> that is a thing. Uh, I wish the people I would have agreed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As we've done in previous episodes, we'll cover each clan. We'll talk about their stronghold, their province, and their champion. And we kind of set up a rule for ourselves that the way of cards are kind of bland. They can't be played in anything else. They fit more or less with the structure of the clan. I wouldn't call them bland. It's so just much they're unexciting. They're yeah, they're thematic. They work. They're great cards. Yeah, but they're not really worth discussing. Yep. So you will yeah. take them anyway. They're way off cards. Yeah. So the first one uh, to that effect is Dragon Clan. So they have a stronghold. It's a mountains anvil castle. Plus two strength, 11 honor, seven fate, 10 influence. So more or less uh, run of the mill for the strongholds. A little high in the honor. Action. During a conflict, bow this stronghold. Choose a participating character with one or more attachments on it. And until the end of the conflict, that character gets plus one mill, plus one political, or plus two military, plus two political instead if it has two or more attachments on it. So it gets plus one for the first attachment, plus two for every attachment after that. Mm Mm-hmm. Their province is a fire province called Restoration of Balance. It has three strength. Its reaction is, after this province is revealed, your opponent chooses and discards cards from his or her hand until that player has four or fewer cards in hand. What do we think about this province? Restoration is one of the ones I don't generally tend to play. I think that effect, that effect is great if your opponent's overextended himself, and a lot of the times it doesn't do very much. Right. That's that's been my experience as well. Maybe it gets a card out of your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a mess. but for three strength, it's a fire. You know the other the other options for fire are meditations on the tower and night raid. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Oof. Yeah, there you go. Versus night raid. Yeah. Yeah, night raid's probably a night raid is an a almost stronger choice in most of the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. night raid is automatic discard. Yep. Exactly. Restoration of balance, and again, this goes to. You know, high risk, high reward. Restoration balance could really hose your opponent, mm-hmm. but it could also fall completely flat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for you. Yeah. All right. So then the champion, as uh, we've talked about before, and as most many of you listeners probably already know, is Togashi Yokuni. He's a Bushi Shugenja champion, five fate, five military, five political, three glory. Action, choose a triggered ability on another character. This ability gains that ability until the end of phase, max one per round. So a triggered ability, right, is a action, colon, blank, reaction, colon, blank, interrupt, reaction, you know, colon, blank, mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of thing. Those are the triggered abilities mm-hmm. on a character, yeah, right? Not, a, not an event, not another province, not another holding. Uh, holding, but on a character. So, and then his flavor text is, what transpires in our mountains is a mere pebble against the avalanche that is coming. And so that's a, 
that's a harken back to his the original lore fiction or fiction that they posted for the Dragon Clan that he had a a fit mm-hmm. as it were and a and a vision of cataclysm. what cataclysm something yeah. co- a large wave coming a destructive yeah. wave coming we don't know what you know is ambiguous enough one At of those current time. things yeah. so we don't know what exactly it is that's the environment of the Dragon Clan as we've said before if you have However many core sets you have, up to three, you should probably play all three champions. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. The province is your guess. What is it, what is your meta? And Restoration of Balance in your meta might be really, really strong. And so if it is really strong, if there are a lot of Unicorn players, a lot of Crane or who knows, Scorpion players draw a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking dragon players also draw a lot. So if you're playing against a lot of other dragons, you might play Restoration Balance, and you might, that might be the, the kicker that gets you the victory. And versus people not doing a lot of swarming to make Night Raid just a better call. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know that I would play Seeker of Fire in order to play Restoration of Balance and Night Raid or Meditations on the Tau. Mm-hmm. Right now, it no, just, but I could, yeah. I could buy that. that. That's a lot of a lot of discard in the right circumstances. It is. Yeah, it is. And and with Restoration of Balance, it's upon reveal, as is Night Raid. Mm-hmm. Meditations on the Tau is not, mm-hmm. but Night Raid has a reaction, a reveal reaction. So those reveal reactions are tend to be more powerful. Tend to be more powerful when they trigger. Yeah, they can fizzle horribly. Yeah, the ones that are actions tend to be more. Yeah, I you think know, the m- more. Uh, Reliable. Less, more reliable to have it happen, but also less impactful. Right. The stronghold is just straight up good. Well, Absolutely. You know, you got you got the Voltron sort of yes. theme going. That will with the be dragon. that will be what Dragon plays. That's you'll see right. two, three, four attachments on people. So there are probably better province choices that fit in with that theme than than the than the in clan one. So that one I think is kind of a a meta call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got so much other good stuff in the Dragon Clan that that province doesn't I mean the the, the fact that it's a little bit weak really does not matter. Is yeah. It yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> as we as we that, go in and go, yeah, we we tried to pick good dragon cards, which was a simple case of of picking which ear of corn in the field to go for first. Yeah, this no. one this one the hard was part a, was this finding one was a tough bad one. Bad dragon cards. This, this yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This one the, now I had I wasn't it wasn't too hard to find one, but once you start looking at middle of the road stuff, like I'm like no, I want three of those. I want I three of those. Hard time, I want three of those. I had a hard time picking the bottom the the last choice in the Okay. Yeah, but All both right. I would say. Yeah. All right, so let's go with uh best clan to ally with. Hmm, because as we know, one of the most common clans to ally with is the dragon, so who do they take? Um, I would fall back still these days on Crab, having stupid good conflict cards with influence. Yep. What about you, Doug? Reprieve, Levy, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's I mean, really good, Carl. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're rock solid. Levy? <laughs> no Levy. <laughs> I'm looking. I also think Crab, 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 Crab. Yeah. For Reprieve, which is one influence, mm-hmm. which keeps somebody in play. I mean... Doom Shugenja, Reprieve. Yeah. Need Togashi, I say more? Togashi Kazooie coming up. Right. As always. Yeah. Uh, Togashi Kazooie. Yeah. Watch Commander in Crab is three influence, mm-hmm. but that's an attachment. I mean, we're talking about Reprieve and Watch Commander being attachments, and then I also like Mountain Does Not Fall at three influence. So I might go with two Watch Commanders, two Mountain Does Not Fall, maybe one Reprieve, or one Mountain Does Not Fall. I mean, yeah, Mountains. But Crab, yeah. Crab, Crab seems like the, the best choice. Yeah. 
Uh, I think you could do really well with Lion or Crane because you've got, you know, Height of Fashion and Crane, which could be, a, you know. Oh, a, my God, yeah. yeah you've got Sashimono and Lion. That's yep. pretty good. Um, ancestral Guidance, is it, from Lion Guidance two? of the Ancestors. That's the, the, ancestors. the one you can play out of your discard pile. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the uber ancestral version. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Early, uh, I mean, early on, playing with Dragon, that's one that I definitely tried. Yeah, <laughs> also, if you, uh, well, I guess, you know, playing the in the opposite way, you know, if you've got, you know, Lion with Dragon, you've got, you know, Kitsu Spirit Color to get some of those really cool conflict... Mm-hmm. Uh, dragon cards out, so there, there is there, there is some some synergy there between those two, but I think that you're both probably right that the crab is probably a little bit stronger choice, right? And it all has to do with folks. The the I think my at least my approach has been, which clan has the best cheapest attachments that I can include here to strengthen not, not only dragons attachments but the fine katanas and the ornate fans and the other neutral attachments that, I'm, um, yeah. that we play in this and the various things that dragon, sorry and the various things that dragon have that are based on having an attachment at all just they're just more copies Absolutely. more attachments yeah. period yeah. I, I mean it makes me laugh I've used reprieve plenty I don't think I've ever quite registered that it's an attachment for the various requirements <laughs> right 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 never, never like you play, a, <laughs> you play a reprieve on a doom shogenja and then you play another whatever else on a doom shogenja and you use a stronghold a he's a 5-5 five, five yeah. without the attachment Stuff. I mean, come, come, come on. <laughs> Maybe we should. Then talk you spent a- two credits, two fate, two credits, two fate for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he sticks around another turn. Yeah. Ah, he's not as doomed as he thought he was. <laughs> I think there, there. Are or lots she, she. There are lots of good choices. I think I'm gonna. I'd like to talk about it for a second from the other direction, though. What wouldn't you? Pair with the Dragon Clan. I think you're pretty much going to avoid allying with Scorpion. I think there's there's not a lot of natural synergy there. There's not a lot that you can do that really plays to dragon strengths. Okay, yeah, I'd say that. Um, All right. So you have know, a lot of specific conflicts. So that gives us sort of a, a spectrum, I think, because right. like, pretty much every any one of the other six clans, you're going to be able to find something that works well. You've got Magnificent Kimono in Phoenix. You've got uh, you've got. Now other Kimono things. is good, but dragon don't have a lot of glory. That's true, right? Mm-hmm. So getting that pride. Yeah, well, it gives them zero plus one, right? Zero plus zero mm-hmm. plus one, and it gives them pride. So that could, I don't know that that's going to help them as much. It, it might not help them as much as, as some as some of the other attachments, but you've got you've got some fodder in each of the clans. That's just one example. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that you know. Definitely the strongest you've got is Crab. Weakest is probably Scorpion, and everything else is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. we. I am of the opinion that Dragon is going to be one of the premier clans in the course only environment okay, because of that ubiquitousness of attachments well, and the fact that you can use the Stronghold on defense and attack. Yeah. it's it, They are the clan to beat. Yeah, when we consider them and go bad cards, um, then yeah, we already know Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. going to do well. Yeah. All right, so the clan's best cards. Which dynasty card would you make sure and have three of in each deck? And I, again, I have two. But mm-hmm. I've, I've kept a selection of three so I can pick one that doesn't get said. But okay, I will, right. I will skip over the one you've obviously mentioned and let you talk about it. And I'm going to go with um, the Miramoto Prodigy. Miramoto two Prodigy, two okay. Two down the line. Um, so a two cost, two military, two political, a Bushi duelist, one glory. While this character is attacking alone, your opponent cannot declare more than one defender. Yep. Here is a classic cheap Voltron attack. Yep. Throw a couple of cheap attachments on, get a nice at least 4-4 four, four for two. 
which your opponent has one person opposing. This is how we break early. This is how we guarantee wins. Exactly. Exactly. And I have, besides the Doom Shug, the Doom Shug, I, I call him the Doom Shug, <laughs> Doom Shug uh, even though it's, I believe the art is a woman. Like it's, Doom it was a little, is just it was a little flat out off. good. It's a little uh, androgynous, but it's a woman in the art. So I also like the Gasha Swordsmith. Search the top five cards of your conflict deck for an attachment, reveal it, and add it to your hand, shuffle. It's a two-coster, one-two-one glory. Yeah. So we have a deck full of attachments, and we can go get the one we want, folks. Mm-hmm. Man alive. Here's where this gets interesting, because um, the, the issue with Dragon in the format we're using here is that Agasha is on my least likely to take. Largely, is that right? Largely because of play styles. It's versus, okay. uh, and I think the way I play Dragon is, yeah. an attachment is fine. Just one. It's cool. I don't care what. And I'll get one. I've got gallons of them. Yeah. Less a matter of go find a specific. Okay. And, and But this is the problem. It is a great card. It I is. I can't argue that. It it's is. just something has to go on the lower rank. Yeah, 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 How yeah, about yeah, the yeah. Enlightened Warrior, though? Oh. The yeah. Enlightened Warrior is a good one, too. Oh, my gosh, yes. Once uh, It's so easy to get fate on that guy. It's he's he's not a good first turner. No, when not, I not see not him on turn. the flop first turn, I bury him again. But cheap, yeah. And cheap, hope I see him again. Game. Fantastic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Enlightened, Enlightened Warrior is a three-cost, two-two. Uh, Bushi, reaction after an opponent selects a ring with a fate on it, place one fate on the character with one glory. So he's, yeah, he doesn't really go away very often unless your opponent is... And I've had it happen where I have been the opponent and looking at the Seeker of Enlightenment, I go, oh, you know what? I'm going to void this person quick. So I'll I'll take the void. Hopefully the void wasn't doesn't have a fate on it. <laughs> so then I take the void off and boom. Well, there's the fun bit, of course. If you, I mean, you don't really, you don't generally run void um, turn one. It's fair to say, unless some big spikes have happened. Right. So, so the the dragon player has a helpful. The uh, knife and warrior sits there from turn one and turn two. If you do go for the void and take one off him, he'll put one back on. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> you try to try to get that void <laughs> triggered to mm-hmm. to break up that seeker and have them seek something somewhere else, <laughs> not in the conflicts that you're in. Go right? look elsewhere. Yeah. What about you, Doug? Yo, yeah, that's what you chose. You yeah, chose the Seeker. All yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Conflict and, and card. Warrior. Yeah. Best conflict card. Let go. Really? Intriguing. Okay, made my second I see row. that as defensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it works because it but, relies on okay, the other person. Look who you're talking to. I really like events. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. And well, I mean, there is. It's it's in my second row. So, I mean, I completely agree with that because attachments attachments are absolutely everywhere. It's, it's a zero-cost you know? event that gets an attachment off the board. Cloud the mind will be a thing. People will use yeah. it. At least it's worth it for that. So it can be defensive in that respect. It can also allow you to, if you have something that you need to get off of one of your Dragon Voltron characters for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Particularly with Daimyo's favor in play. I just don't see it as a three of. I just I see it as a two of. I, I did put it in the two, um, and I, but I can understand why it goes in the three. Right. That's the... That's the that's a, a fine it, call. Yeah, it's great defense. Man, it's it's absolutely fabulous defense. Yeah, for zero cost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean zero. Zero cost... Get an attachment off the board. How is that not flat out good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are better ones. There are better cards. Yeah, this is where this is where uh, right. and this is where this yeah this is where fine degree of this is why we do these things right. And again, this is a reminder: find your own meta, determine what your own meta is, because you may play with three let goes because you're playing in a attachment rich meta. But is, I yeah. may be my I might play in a, an attachment light meta, and my three let goes are waste of of waste of my time. And this is the level of argument we have within one clan. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Doug's Doug's looking daggers at me right now. So my best is Indomitable Will. Call my card bad. I'll show you. <laughs> I didn't say bad. I just said I disagreed with you. I thought, so thought you, it wasn't one of the so best. Indomitable Will. Indomitable Haven't Will you learned by now you should never disagree with me because I'm right? <laughs> Come on, hey, you know this. Hey, we could invoke, we could invoke the purple one again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat this. The two, we've listening to the two gentlemen here. Indomitable will, yes, we know. Indomitable will. That's what the yes. problem here. It's I'm, a Voltron enabler, right? I'm you, as you, big a fan of Prince as anybody. Just the, <laughs> there was a little much in the Unicorn episode. <laughs> For those careful listeners, you'll notice when we are recording the these things. Time stamping. <laughs> so good cards. Good cards that you might play one well, or two of in my conflict. deck. Conflict, why? Oh, good, good conflict. Carry on. Oh yeah, have you done conflict? No. Have you done my your good best conflict? conflict? So here's, as we say before, and Doug likes to bring up. He likes events. I like characters. Tattooed Wanderer. All right. Both as a yeah. surprise attachment yeah. and as a surprise two military to the face. Yeah. But one cost. One cost. Tattooed Wanderer. Tattooed Wanderer is a one cost two one. Mm-hmm. You may play this character as an attachment with the text attached character gains covert. So surprise covert in between in between um, conflict rounds or two to the face you weren't expecting. Yep. So and with the Voltron and yeah. covert and oh, oh, oh no you're yeah. not defending me and yep. if you pair him if you pair the tattooed wanderer with the prodigy. Uh, while this character oh, is attached alone, yeah, yeah, your yeah. opponent cannot declare more than one defender. Yeah. Yeah, three costs you for get to, three costs You, you for might landing. get to choose exactly who defends you, right? Yeah, so Tattoo Wanderer takes you up plus one, plus one because of the stronghold. And then another attachment gets to plus two, plus two, which means the prodigy is breaking something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It is a strong for three. For strong three, three, strong three sodding fate, depending on the cost of your river attachment. All right, so the clan's yeah. good cards. Carl, Dynasty, what do you think? Dynasty good cards. Uh, hmm, I am going to go with... Uh, the Miramoto Raitsugu. Raitsugu, the duelist. The duelist, yes, All the right. duelist trick. Um, excellent stats. Three, three, uh, three cost, three military, two political, one glory for the extra little boost. And the Bushi duelist and the excellent action. While this character is participating in a conflict, choose a participating character controlled by opponent. Challenge that character to a military duel. If the, if the loser of the duel has no fate on it, discard it. Otherwise, remove one fate from it. Yeah. Yeah, this is the um. Is my opponent doing a single big guy? Is the opponent doing something I can outdo quite nicely? Have I Voltroned up? Well, let's thin the field a little for one action. I mean, and dueling obviously with the um, the card cost from hand, the honor loss, the honor gain. Yeah. Yep. Doug, what about you? I think I'm gonna go with uh, the Seeker of Enlightenment. Yep. Previously mentioned. Oh no, no, we haven't mentioned him yet. The character gets plus one military, plus one political for each fate on an unclaimed ring. On an unclaimed ring, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is strictly mid-game character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You don't want to see this in your first turn flop. Yeah. But that being said, if you get him, if you know, that's what you have for his turn, you're, you're not in the hurt locker by any stretch. Right. He's just not going to get any boosting. Mm-hmm. Well, synergize is wonderfully well with a Togashi Initiate moving a, yeah. moving a fate to a ring for a glory benefit yep. as and well. It's, and it's funny you mentioned the Togashi Initiate because that's the one that I have is a, probably a two of, yeah. which yeah. is and it's mostly based on it's a Togashi Initiate is a one fate, one one character monk tattooed two glory, action while this characters are attacking attacking now mind you, spend one fate on an unclaimed ring, to an unclaimed ring, honor this character, and I basically thought about the cost of spending the fate. Like, if you're spending one to get essentially boosting him by two, mm-hmm. there are other cards that I would rather spend the one fate on. 
and but you it, can get a better boost. But it's in, it's it's integral, and combine it with the seeker. And yeah, you've got this, you've yeah. Got to spend yeah. one cost. And that's why there's two of. It's probably mm-hmm. not three of, yeah, but agreed. it might be two of. Agreed. No, great great ability to use. Yeah. And like I say, those those are both commonly played cards. Wonderful mid game. Plus three strength, but it's know. it's really hard to differentiate between the really good cards and just the sort of the kind of good this, cards. This was the toughest one. Mm-hmm. We've we've reviewed these. Now we're going in order, and this was by far the okay. I have to choose something for number. For yeah, this exactly. Category. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'll say for these, it's probably two of, possibly three of for the good cards. For the really good cards, you're definitely doing three of. For the mid, you know, mid-tier cards, they may become the two. Yeah, you're, you're not going to go one of. And that's the <laughs> yeah. challenge with the game, right? That's the challenge to these games. Sometimes you have a challenge of let's find 40 cards to fill my deck, but then sometimes the challenge is I need to cut my deck down to 40. With Dragon, it's difficult to get down to 40 cards. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's difficult in most cases, like to find the right mix. And that's why we play these games. That's why that's people that that's like deck. doing that, like playing these games. That's deck building. Well, I think that there, there's lots of ways to get to that, you know, Dragon Voltron big character win mm-hmm. with all the cards in here. And there's going to be different people who get them there in different ways. And, mm-hmm. and so it's, it, they're, they're very toolkitty sort of clan, right? I think so. Yeah. It's, 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 combo rific and there's yep. a lot of combinations yeah. and a lot of workable ways you don't have to play anything in any particular order or any particular manner you can just voltron up one guy because he's the one guy you have out there or you can voltron up the other guy because he's the one you have out there mm-hmm. yeah why well, definitely it's going into conflict cards that are nice and um, toolboxy for them is the the big yeah. trick so my conflict good card was miramoto's fury which is the one cost uh, event action during a conflict choose an attacking character with glory x or lower bow that character x is equal to the number of re- unrevealed provinces you control see i had that one as my uh one of medical card yeah yeah um, on the two in my case it happens yeah it's on my list. it's definitely a defense it's definitely yeah. a defense well it is because it's attacking character right and right. but it's attacking it works it's glory real, it's well it's for the for three quarters of the game at yeah. least there's, there's just the due to the way it's written. There's, there could be some difficulty pulling it off, you mm-hmm. know, very uh, correctly. But I mean, good cost for that still, and the, and any card with a stronger effect as bow a whole bunch of attacking characters should have a way to play around. That's nicely yeah, balanced, right? Yeah. And and there's there are movement effects. I mean, we see in Unicorn, Unicorn has, and we'll talk about Unicorn here all next. The, Unicorn has is just moving in and moving out, moving in and moving out, and you know, jive turkey talk. And they're just, I don't know where that came from. Uh, but you're moving in and you're moving out and you're in the stronghold itself allows you to move out and the characters move in and out of conflicts. So Miramoto's Fury up against Unicorn. Yeah. Mm. Well, right. At least they're still bowed either if they're moving, if, they, if they're already taking part. Yeah, no, I, I was with you on that one. It's I felt it was good to get yourself set up. The first couple of turns, you'll have a reasonable chance of doing a good couple of characters with it. Yeah. And will allow you to get a Voltron rocking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, conflict card from you guys? Uh, I agreed with Mermosa's um, Fury. And we've already mentioned Let's Go, so I think it's going to be um, Togashi, Togashi Kazooie. Kazooie. <laughs> uh, really? Yes. Oh. Three. 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 three for three. Three for three. Three. One glory. Rock I would agree. T- Togashi I, I would agree that he's good. He's good in a single corset environment. In a single corset environment, he's good because he can keep your people in play. In a multiple course okay. environment. Okay. So first off, three fate for three three. Mm-hmm. Conflict. Con- yeah, so. Con- it's, it's conflict characters, so you can you know you can spam him out when you need him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, okay, he's only got one glory, whatever. But 
three cost, three military, and three political. That's that's just a good bang for buck card right there. Okay. Then you know, his his flavor text or his uh, ability text. Oh. You may play this character as an attachment with a text action during a conflict in which attached character is participating. Choose another participating character. Move one fate from that character to the attached character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's... No, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. You've got Yokuni out. Put Kazooie on Yokuni, and Yokuni never goes away. Yeah, both both in combination of countering your opponent's big big fate heavy characters and buffing your own single Voltron style. But you can also you, and and we've talked about this quite a bit is you can also put one fate on your one one your one guy mm-hmm. and as long as he's in there with Yokuni, you move the fate over from your guy that just came in to Yokuni. Yokuni's mm-hmm. a vampire life yeah. vampire, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a soul vampire, or what have you might be. <laughs> fate vampire as it were. I don't know. The the three cost is that's that's the inhibiting part for me. Yeah, and I'd say what about well, as attached to the Doom Shugenja? Yeah, on the Shugenja, it's hilarious because now you've got a Doom Shug that also never goes four away. three three. Who really is going to have to be dealt with? Yeah, you know, with an attachment on it too. Okay, uh, yeah. but it's still that's a four cost character. Now you're looking at a four cost character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's and who's worth three, three. it? Is sapping everything, everyone. Your opponents are going to stop putting bonus fate on their on their dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're you're sucking fate off of off mm-hmm. of other characters. Mm-hmm. You're staying around. You've got a Doom Shugenja that never goes away. Yeah, uh, I I I I want I like to stay away from never because. Game game oh, mechanics yeah, are ones that you're I, just like yes fair. yeah has the, okay you know, I should preface that with has around. the ability I, to yeah, 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 I yeah, mean yeah. I I played against <laughs> one of the crane ones the crane the crane character who keeps him uh, gaining fate that way and it's always like this dude will not die but of course you can make him right you know, right the, the steadfast samurai yes. lion right yeah, that's like the lion, sorry, that's he, the he doesn't yeah. go away he that's doesn't go away doesn't go away and you're like and some he is one. Where sometimes you really can't do anything about it. Doom yeah. Shug and not gaining the fate, you can. You know, there's a void ring. There's a ring mm-hmm. that takes mm-hmm. care of that. To some extent, there's air, but if you're already five down to your opponent, you probably aren't going to get mm-hmm. within five at that specific moment to trigger. Yeah. But that that's why we have these discussions because we totally disagree. So. Yeah. Totally so. All right. <laughs> so uh, last but not least, the borderline or meta cards. That you know, these are the cards that seem they might seem really good, but they really aren't, or they really don't fit with your meta, or whatever they might be. So mine for the dynasty is the aesthetic visionary. Oh, oh yep, total overlap. Yeah, there we go. Yep, <laughs> that might be the agreement, right? So mm-hmm. we have four fate, three four character, one glory monk tattooed. Uh, he n- does not get attachments except monk or tattoo attachments. Action. While this character is attacking, spend one fate to an unclaimed ring. Choose a monk character or a character with a monk attachment. Ready that character. So the visionary just isn't on yet. There's five cards in dragon. Five monk cards in yeah. dragon. Now, of course, you can have multiple monk cards out. You can have multiple monk characters and you can have some... But then again, if you've got Yokuni out with Kazooie attached, mm-hmm. this card can give you... Multiple Yokunis a turn. Yeah, but then, yeah. but the being combine it with the cost and the fact that if you don't have that, then his stats are perfectly okay. You're, yeah, you're looking yeah. at a multi card combo, and multi card combos get very hard to pull off in just about yeah. any card game very yeah. quickly. Yeah, and, and what a twelve fate multi card combo. Yeah, this yeah. one, this one is a tough, and I would say that card combinations in L five R are even harder dynasty wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're seeing 
four cards. Yeah. Yep. If if you're lying, you might be playing four or five cards in a in a dynasty phase. If you're not lying, you're playing three. Yeah. If you're if you're unicorn, you might be playing four because they tend to have weenies. But wow, right? The, the you're putting three out. If you're mm-hmm. l- you're lucky if you're putting three out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then because most characters are you know we're talking about one twos and threes and fours. If you have one four, you're not putting out another another character mm-hmm. you know not with fate on it yeah and managing that unit flow that how many characters have fate how many characters don't who will go away who will stay that's a big part of this game mm-hmm. and shelling out four for a visionary at this stage corset only stuff you know monks will get released over time yeah and yeah, no, no he doubt. will no more doubt. than likely turn on eventually right now very neat. anytime you talk about something that's for fate as it's cost that's like a warning sign that this is, might be an iffy card. Right. You want cost away from a champion. Yeah. Save yeah. your money for the champion. So it has yeah. to be it has to be really applicable. good. Yeah. Yeah. So did you you pick the visionary as well, Carl? Well, I had a couple. Um I think I'm gonna go with a, a mildly contentious one. I'm gonna pick out the Niten Master. The Niten Master. Right, right, right. Who's a four cost, three three, two glory, Bushi. Reaction, after you attach a weapon attachment to this character, ready this character, limit twice per round. All sounds awesome, all sounds great, but kind of like the visionary, fantastic if you have a weapon. I'm going to agree with you on this one. And yeah. also, also yeah. as we as we all know a little more, readying during second time during a round sounds great, is not always as powerful as it seems. Not particularly when you can do it with a ring anyway. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. And and you're right, the w- there, are, there are not that many weapon attachments in the game, and fine katana is one of them, but it's restricted. Mm-hmm. And right? expending, expending a weapon attachment mainly for that effect versus possibly using it better elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a heavy cost. Yeah, mm-hmm. And two glory. That's the one to keep in mind. Glory is such a double-edged blade. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. conceivably a 1-1. One, one. And Doug, what about you? I'm agreeing you with Carl. You agree yeah. with him on the Interesting. Niten Master. That was my last all one right. I wasn't certain about. I thought, I've seen a lot of discussion online, but clearly we're all on the same, <laughs> same yeah, wavelength Yeah, the, the Niten one. Master was yeah. one that, that it's like, oh, it's visionary master. So conflict for me was, uh, frankly, quite easy, even given the, the second clan that we're going to be talking about today, which is Unicorn, which is uh, Tranquility. That made my list. Which is... Yep. Uh, during action during conflict until the end of the conflict, characters in your opponent's home cannot trigger abilities. Yep. It just okay. It's yeah, a, it's like a matter it of meta just, cards. Yeah. It, Sometimes it just right. doesn't have any kind of effect. Against Phoenix, it'll do wonderful things. Phoenix will sit back and go, "Oh, I can't do my shoe engine tricks to back myself up." Right. But if it's not that, it, uh, uh, unicorn, yeah. unicorn, yeah. unicorn can't too. trigger yeah. a move can't into move in. or away from so like move two. into the c- combat. Yeah, so two clans out so. of a likely chunk of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna go with Miramoto's Fury. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. About that. yeah. So it it's a good card, but it requires you to have unrevealed provinces. Mm-hmm. The cost, the, the, the cost is Which entirely is, modifiable. You mm-hmm. might uh, end game. You might have one. Yes, I've drawn it. I've drawn it uh, half a dozen times when all the provinces are revealed and I have to play it to get rid of a zero glory character and that sucks. You know, as part of this as well, quick little side question: How often have you guys gone through a game and not had all uh, non-stronghold provinces revealed? How often do you have one or two, one or two, one left on your side? I don't know. Probably about fifty percent of the time. Okay. If, if assuming I've won, mm-hmm. assuming, oh, sorry, assuming you stayed ahead. I, I stayed ahead, and they broke three. 
very rarely in the corset only environment in you know three corsets in which we played you know i i'd say 50% okay i would i'd be thumbnailing i it. think it's most in my case cuz i find that people tend to find a couple of provinces they if they find a bad province they bite the bullet and break it or they go elsewhere. You know, once they've got three unveiled, they'll work on breaking those just in case the fourth one is worse. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, the the, mir- the province for dragon isn't so big. Yeah. The province mm-hmm. for unicorn is fracking huge and a frustration. But we'll talk about that <laughs> in just a couple shakes here. And but, Tobin um, is giving me a dirty God, look. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but to kind of a, uh, wrap it up for dragon. What are, what did you guys, if you, when you play Dragon and when you played against Dragon, which rings do you tend to focus on? What's kind of, did you, did you have a focus? You know, these rings things, especially Void and Water, mm-hmm. I think those are extremely game state decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Very, yeah. Very is, first, is there yeah. a target for Void? Is there a target for Water if you happen to trigger them? Mm-hmm. But I think when I'm playing Dragon, I tend to go Earth and or Air. Yeah, because I, I want to discard. I want to draw and discard. I want yeah. to draw and discard mm-hmm. for my point. Earth, so Earth, Earth has become a solid. A solid. I don't have anything better to do anyway, so I, I don't want to lose a card on the maze one game yep. one. Yeah, I c- yeah I can see both of those because the dragon don't have a lot going on with honoring and that sort of thing, and so they are not doing much of an honor gain sort of playstyle. Mm-hmm. So I can see taking the air ring once in a while just to bolster your honor in case you, you're playing against someone who's draining it from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can see it. Yeah. yeah. Totally so. All right. We, so we have the Unicorn Clan starting with the Stronghold plus one or plus zero strength, 10 honor, seven fate, 10 influence. So the influence is 10 across the board for these Strongholds. Of course, you can add the Keeper role or the Seeker role to the Keeper role in particular to change, give yourself some extra influence, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Action. During a military conflict, bow this stronghold. Choose a cavalry character you control. Move it to the conflict. Their province is a water province. It's a two strength, endless plains. Frustrating as all hell for Tobin. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am speaking in the third person. Tobin is speaking in the third person at this point. Reaction: After an attack is declared here, break this province. Your opponent chooses an attacking character. Discard that character. How many times have I seen you like go in with your your champion into that province and lose him? I've learned. I've learned. I will. Whenever I'm about to send in one person, I go. Wait, are you playing unicorn? No. Okay. Yeah, I can send in one person. That that, that is the nature of this province. uh, To to a a friend of mine the other day, I compared it to snare. Doesn't fire often, but you account for its existence. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, it's oh my god. The best so, time was that one. There, there was like one game where Doji Hotaro with two fate. First, yeah. first round, first round, he was like, "Okay, you're playing Unicorn. Where is you know where is Endless Plains?" Then the second round, he just wedded with one character and hit Endless Plains. Oh. Yeah, with Doji Hotaru with two fate yep. on her. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's something that you need to keep oh, yeah. be aware of whenever you're playing against Unicorn. It's it's going to be in there somewhere. You've got a one in four chance of hitting it. Yeah. yeah. And do not underestimate the value of uh, cheap scouting missions yeah. to go and find out what's over there. You know? uh, so their champion is Shinjo Altensaranai, Bushi Cavalry Champion. Reaction, after you break a province during a military conflict in which this character is participating, your opponent chooses a character he or she controls, 
discard that character. Blammo! Yep. Booyah, she's... Yeah. She's she's harsh. Yep. <laughs> she's harsh. So that's the environment in which the unicorn exists. The stronghold is a plus zero strength stronghold, mostly because they're nomadic. Right? So they... You would you would guess that their stronghold is well, necessarily. Say, I like how that and the um, stronghold immediately says aggressive. Right. Don't, don't waste your time defending. It's probably yeah. not going to go too well. Get over there. And mm-hmm. it's it's the, the Golden Plains outpost, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not really a stronghold. It's an outpost. It's yeah. uh, surrounded <laughs> it's, by lots of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Endless plains, one might say. Starting with Doug, mm-hmm. best clan to ally with Doug. Lion. Lion. I think this is easy call. This is yeah. this is the clan where doubling down is your best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Either either and it, it works in both directions. Mm-hmm. It but works best in unicorn <laughs> pairing with lion. <clears throat> yeah. Lion allied with unicorn is good. Mm-hmm. Unicorn allied with lion it's better. Yeah. For greater glory, which is the lion card where you if you break a province, the bushy characters that you and on the attack, your bushy characters all gain a fate. So you splash in for greater glory. Unicorn have Bushi all over the place. Mm-hmm. Lion have Bushi all over the place. Yep. Yeah. But it's not the lion Bushi that you care about. It's the it's the cheap inex- it's the inexpensive unicorn Bushi that all get a fade on them and you're like, wait, what? And your opponent is just it's that's just too hard to pass up. It really just is. Yeah. 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 Yep. No, I mean it's it's the faction where it's the all in faction. Go military, go fast, all go home. Yep. Yeah. Guidance of the ancestors, you can pull in guidance of the ancestors. You can pull in uh, for greater glory, you can pull in some of those lion cards, lion conflict cards that are just really yeah, excellent, good. excellent for the unicorn, excellent. Yeah, and the way of the unicorn. Just to clarify, the way of the unicorn says reaction play when you're about to pass the first player token. Keep it. Mm-hmm. There so are yep. you stay as first player, which there, gives you some card advantage. I'm saying there are a few um, ways I think that are quite as integral to how the so clan is played. I'm gonna yeah. dip into my number, my choice of three of for the conflict cards. Okay, breakthrough. No, oh, okay, breakthrough plus way of the unicorn is it's a killer combo. It could be, yeah. Yeah, yep. and then if you've got you know the you know some lion cards to back you up, it's it gets sick and wrong pretty quick. Yeah, it, yeah. it really does. Okay, so you started with co- conflict card, best conflict cards. Yeah, yeah. Yours, Carl? Obviously, breakthrough made the list. No great shock there. Really? Um, oh, breakthrough. Yeah. I know. I know why his breakthrough made the list. Because mm-hmm. um, I use it practically every game I play. That's unicorn. <laughs> so should I should I mention here that breakthrough made my borderline medical list? Uh, maybe yeah, maybe I shouldn't mention it now. Catch maybe I'll mention it later. There you go. <laughs> well, in, the other two here is one of those. The other two here is a dragon situation of having to pick one card out of the group of things that should be in the three. Um, I'm going to stick with favored mount. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. See that one for me is a medical. Yeah, that one for me was a okay. Born in war and cavalry reserves. <laughs> those are my two. Like cavalry reserves is a stupid good. So is born in war. Yeah, born in war is interesting. Born in war is. Oh, yeah, born war. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let those bounce to him. We'll we'll hit him as we get where else. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah, so Bor- um, oh, yeah, born yeah, so, war is just insane. So favored mount is a one cost attachment plus one military plus zero political creature, um, attached to a character you control, gains cavalry, so it turns on the um, yep. stronghold ability. Yep, and all the uh, other various things that involve cavalry, and an action bow this attachment, move attached card to the conflict. 
Yep. Just for one cost and the various abilities to do that craziness there, that's, yeah. I've seen that cause me more problems than almost anything else I can think Really? Of. Okay. An, an early, right. early favored mount on a good character that's decent fate. Oh, yeah. And so, you know. So much that's already cavalry mm-hmm. in the clan that I find it can often be a dead card. I know. I mean, it's just, it's it's still more. The, the, the deck, the unicorn really, really, um, really... Now, if you can throw down like a lion conflict character and then put favored mount on it, that basically turns your lion conflict character into a unicorn, unicorn. character. I mean, totally, that's hilarious. Yeah, totally. No, it's, it's definitely one of those ones that keeps coming up, and I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, horrible, awful, awful thing to see turn up and from the from the other side of the table. So. And I'm going with cavalry reserves, which is a three cost event action during a military conflict. Choose up to six printed cost worth of cavalry characters in your dynasty discard pile. Put those characters in play in the conflict. There are. 14 dynasty characters in this set. There are one, two, three, four who are not cavalry. So you have your pick of 10 individual. That's, you know, and then you, there's, there's the uniques are a little bit hazy, but you could cavalry reserves in a cra- whole lot of people. Yeah. Six costs, right? Six costs of people. So you can bring in three twos or two threes or a six or I don't know if there is a six. There isn't a six. And yeah, you, you could bring in the champion. You could bring mm. in Shinjo and a, and a one coster. This is where it gets right? interesting because I had this on the two of. Because you do need characters in the dynasty discard file to have this do anything. Yeah, but you can cycle those through somewhat, mm-hmm. somewhat, right? I've Somewhat. seen a few games where... But Cavalry doesn't have a lot of face-up because they're so cheap. Totally, yeah. No, I've seen I've seen a, lot, a few games where Cavalry Reserve was part of the opening conflict hand, and because of that, and because of the way the game normally plays out, with particularly Unicorn being a three-turn game, they just never got to the point where it was used. Right. You know, I mean, it's a good one if it does go long for them, okay. if they lose a few games, right. but that's why I ended up on two for me. Yeah. There's a little and bit then, more. And then Born in War is an attachment... Uh, two cost, plus X, plus zero to the character. So plus X, military. Cavalry character only, which, as we've said, it's not easy to, it's not hard to get that condition. X is equal to the number of unclaimed rings. So again, your first player, mm-hmm. right? You've declared a conflict. There are four unclaimed rings. Blammo. Two cost for plus That's, four. It's, yeah. just, mm-hmm. it's just huge. I think it's just military-wise, it's huge. Yeah. <coughs> um, so... That, that's, that was my conflict. So I will go with my best destiny. Dy- destiny. My best dynasty <laughs> is Shinjo Outrider. Two fate, two military, two political, two glory. During a conflict, move this character to the conflict. It's, uh, it's just one of those characters that has just a great balance. Two for two, two, two glory. I mean, that's as balanced as you can get. It's a Bushi Cavalry Scout. And you move them to the conflict. Very, very unicorn. Mm. I'm on my way, is the <laughs> flavor text. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, another situation of dancing around characters and trying to make a decision here. I think I'm going to settle on the uh, the fairly um, time-stamped, fairly recently spoiled Warrior Poet. And it's yes, me yes, yes, yes. As a just stormingly solid character. Mm-hmm. Um, three costs, two military, two political, bushy, cavalry. We can kind of take that for granted by now. Um, two glory. Um, while this character is partic- action, while this character is participating in a conflict, each participating character controlled by your opponent gets minus one military and minus one political until the end of the conflict. Yeah, that's a huge deal. 
right? So huge deal. You're going head to head. The minus one will be enough. If your opponent is swarming at all, the potential negative becomes enormous. So yeah, even <coughs> for three cost. <laughs> no, I think I think she's very good, and and because of her effect, I would probably put a fade on her. Keep her around two oh, yeah. turns. Mm-hmm. You know, she can pay off. Yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of torn, actually, between the Moto Youth and the Otaku Infantry. Both really good cards. The Moto Youth, you know, one fate, two zero, one glory. Bushi Cavalry, this character gets plus one, plus uh, plus one military during the first military conflict each uh, each round. Yep. That's yep. It, <clears throat> Very efficient. You know, pair that with, you know, Breakthrough and Way of the Unicorn, that's a pretty solid... Uh, combination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the the Otaku Infantry is just great. You know, one for zero zero. But while this character is participating in conflict, it gets plus one military and plus one political for each participating unicorn character you control. Yep. So you get a little bit of a swarm tactic there, kind of like what the line wants to do. Yeah, that made my three list. I felt I felt the Otaku is basically used as a kind of standing attachment. You're yeah. making a decent attack anyway, and all of a sudden he's plus this to the conflict based on what's already there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good cards. All right, so. Now we move on to the good cards section. Those are our best. So good cards. My dynasty one is Giver of Gifts. Giver of Gifts is a three-cost character, two military, three political, courtier, two glory. At action, choose an attachment you control. Move that attachment to an eligible character you control. So this one I put two of, and it's also kind of a borderline meta one. Yeah, this one goes solidly in my borderline meta. Because it yeah, really yeah. depends on your ally that you've chosen. Yeah. yeah. And you have if you have an attachment-rich It sounds more ally, like a dragon card yeah. than it does unicorn. Yeah, yeah. yeah no yeah, kidding. Yeah. yeah. It's in, in no way a bad card. The stats are there. And that ability, when it's useful, will be extremely useful. Right. You have to find a, find a right. use for it. Yeah, it seems kind of edge case when you're going to get it to trigger. Yeah, totally so. Yeah, and and make a big difference. I mean, it'll, it might save an attachment. That's about it. Yeah, you know. So, you guys, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, E-Day Trader. E-Day Trader, okay. Uh, the E-Day Trader is a three cost, one military, three political courtier. There aren't too many of those hanging around in um. No, in, not in, at all. In Unicorn, reaction after one or more characters move to a conflict in which this character is participating, select one. Gain one fate or draw one card. Limit once per conflict. So, stats are good, not amazing. Ability is, again, nice. Not something you rely on. Kind of you pays know. you back a little bit. Yeah, if you're doing what you do, you get a little bit out of it yeah. by moving your characters around. That might trigger on your opponent as, opponent as well. Yeah. Um, worth taking, but it's not worth overloading on. Yeah, you know? exactly. I would agree. It's funny how you, when we're doing these comparisons between the clans, for, so Dragon, it was really hard to find one that wasn't good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that wasn't yeah. three of, right? In Unicorn, it's, it seems like there's a plethora, uh, there's there's not quite as many three ofs, mm-hmm. and then the rest are kind of borderline calls. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Those are really meta. So you have like a handful of three ofs, and then you have everything else is... Yeah. Okay. And that's why, again, we urge you to play in your group. See what they play. Don't just take our word for it. Oh. Find out for yourself. God, no, don't take our word for it. <laughs> You've heard my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, folks, he does play cards like he tells jokes. <laughs> I, I tell really bad jokes. It, Carl in, is into, not is, it, is from the UK. I mean, if there's any reason to doubt anyone. Well, I was going to say, so Tobin, Tobin <laughs> plays cards like he plays jokes intermittently and completely obscurely. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but at hey, least once per hey, event. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, I have won a regionals, by the way. 
It was Conquest. <laughs> a dead game now. And I was world championship of a dead game now. So one second. One, yes, you were the world champion of original one, Netrunner. One, 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 two. Two different events, both of which are games that are no longer around. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I won a store championship too, but that was also in Netrunner. Oh, that, well, I, well, no, one was in Android Netrunner. One was in Android Netrunner. So, <laughs> poo. So, <laughs> th- screw you guys. Uh, there you Good go. job Bullies. defending yourself. Golf clap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my kids still love me. Okay. We we wouldn't give Doug, you so crap if we didn't look. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> and Carl, and Carl's some, bent over. He's just laughing his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe, Carl. Your Sorry, face is purple. That one, that one came. That one came out of nowhere. <laughs> All right. So wow. Dynasty. Oh, did uh, you have okay. we spoken about a dynasty card yet? Not yet. I just I, I I'm, 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 okay. get, I'm trying to I'm get okay. over Carl's unicorn okay. purple face right yes, now. That's true. Uh, for the red. <laughs> I asked for that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. So for my two of, I'm going to go with Utaku Yumino, uh, three fate, two two, uh, three glory, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's a strong card, but maybe not a three of card just based on that. Action during a conflict: discard a card from your hand. This character gets plus two political and plus two military until the end of the conflict. Limit once per conflict. Yep. So. You Quite dis- strong. Discard a card, mm-hmm. you be- she gets 4-4. Four, four. That, that's a good way to get a dead card out of your hand. No Absolutely. Something okay. to do with the dead card, right? Yeah. yeah. Discarding a card, I think, is a slightly is a bit of a high cost in most cases. If you have a tight deck at 40, yes. And I try to keep my decks at oh, of 40. Course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah totally. So, yeah, it, so you're that... It can be a, a bit of a risk discarding a card unless it's a dead card in your hand. No, oh, with one exception, Brad Andrews has a forty-one card deck. <laughs> the designer of the well, the lead designer of this game, or maybe maybe he's not. Uh, anyways, one of the can, three designers we, of this game. Can we bring him on to elaborate? Yeah, yeah, we, we will. He just can't tighten it up to forty. Is what he's kept saying online. I th- so. see. I have that problem in Netrunner. I'm oh, not having that yeah, problem yeah. as much with uh, L5R so far. Yeah. Yeah. I have that problem in that running runners, but let's not get into that one. So, you know, <laughs> it's always 46 cards. Yeah, no kidding. It's, uh, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, in that runner, it's hard to get to 46. It is hard to get to 45. All right. So, the conflict card, kind of tying into what you said about card draw mm-hmm. that, that I chose for probably two of, is Spyglass. A one cost, plus zero, plus one attachment. It's item, it's Gaijin. Right, so it's something that the moto that the unicorn brought back yep. from their time outside Rokugan. Re- reaction after attached character, after attached character commits to a conflict or moves to a conflict, draw one card. Limit twice per round. So when they're committing or when they move, so you are going to trigger this. This is oh, yeah. going to be a frequent yeah. thing. Uh, it is going to be obviously because you want to do it uh, more than likely on commission. You're going to. Play it before the conflict or between conflicts. Yeah. It was my over three Go of for that. personally. That was one. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, it's it's a two of. It's a absolutely. Uh, gonna, it might be a three of. It's kind of one of those two and a half of. I'm yeah. going to agree with you 100 percent on this one, Tobin. Mm. It's it's solidly two of, possibly three of. It's what I would say for my for my good card choice. Also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Totally. Um, we agree on something. There you go. Doug and I. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, it does. It's happened it does. on other episodes. Come on. <laughs> so on the uh, good conflict card front, um, this, like you say, was I found in the conflict deck, there was a lot of two-off calls. 
A lot of things were like, I like that, but not enough to quite go the full three. Um, I'm going to settle on my set for Captive Audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a, any, any two options oh, make people groan. God. There it is. That's good. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Captive Audience. Yeah, Captive so, Audience is good. So a zero-cost card. Awesome already. Action. During a political conflict, lose an honor. Change the conflict type to military. And, and, and then the, the flavor text is, now you must heed our demands. Because it's an event, sudden, so I like it. It's captive audience, right? <laughs> captive audience. Oh yeah, we've got you. Oh, we've just, just you're trying to you're trying to uh, be your diplomats and your courtier and your courtier ways. Screw you! I'm pulling the sword. You say Ma- madness. This there is Rokugan, basically. So, so and, and then and then so here's the thing for those of you who are listening. So there's a lot of the, this is one of various ring effects where it says okay, change it to from political to military. Change it from military to political. Mm-hmm. The ring does not flip. So when you change, so you've declared a political, and let's say you've declared that your your uh, opponent has declared a political heir against you. You don't flip the ring to military. Yeah. You just have to know that the conflict is now a military conflict. Right, yeah. because it, it, it was it's declared important as to a remember which it was declared as yeah. once the conflict is over. Right. Yeah, de- declaration and resolution of effect are separate. That's and one of the things and it will tell you, cards will tell you when to flip the ring. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there is one. If I recall, even the Phoenix Morikori, the, well, the one that I had trouble pronouncing last time. So the, the difference being, difference between change the conflict type and change the ring to this right. conflict type. Right, yeah, so yeah, there's changing a ring to that or swapping out a ring for another conflict type yeah. stays the same. Mm-hmm. But if you're changing the type of conflict from one to the other, you do not flip the ring. So mm-hmm. that's an important distinction to make. Mm-hmm. Captive audience is a good card. <laughs> now, to the to the point of the day where he agreed with me on the yeah. Now to the point of the day. I also that like Prince. You do, just not your jokes about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. So this is the time of the day where we discuss the borderliner meta cards. This is going to be the interesting one. So, ah, uh, my dynasty card, my dynasty borderliner meta card is uh, the Eda Trader. <laughs> I can see that. After one or more characters move to a conflict in which this character is participating, select one, gain one fate, or draw one card. I. Uh, Right, like he's a three cost. He's political. He's protection against political. But when I compare him to things like Atomo Crittier, who's a one, zero two. Atomo Crittier you know, is a better. Or not, not not zero two. He's a dash two. He's yeah. a little bit better of a slot, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, Eda Eda Trader is is my borderline meta. If you need more politics, if you if you're in a poli- political heavy environment, and you need the defense. Trader might be for you, but, but in some ways he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. You know, you've got all these cavalry, bushy, heavy mm-hmm. military, whatever, and then you've got the E-Day trader over there. Hi, I'm political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are not many, so yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's interesting because same deal. I, I end up with one of my bottom three were bottom three were the giver of gifts, and I agree that that switch is is a close one. What you put as a two of, I believe. Right, right, so, right. You know, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a little bit of a, a tweak in there. Yeah. Yep. I would put both of those solidly in the medical. I think uh, my choice would be for the most medical of medicals would probably be Giver of Gifts. That's one that I, I have a hard, I haven't really found a place for in any of my decks yet. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. In, in agreement. Yeah. Okay. So here's the big one. Uh, as I didn't say before, my borderline medical is breakthrough for the conflict card. So yeah, that's just because you don't like the card used against you. <laughs> I, 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 not, it's not necessarily that I don't like it against me, but you gotta have a lot of units. So so I think it takes some particular setup, and you don't get because it's a reaction. So so to clarify, breakthrough. It's a zero-cost event. Reaction after the resolution of your first conflict, this phase is the attacking player. If that conflict broke a province, immediately declare your second province for this phase. So it can, it can help. Like, I don't doubt its power. I just don't know if not having that window between... Because then you once you, once you resolve that conflict, there's no action window. You go immediately into breakthrough. Yes. Mm-hmm. And boom. So there's nothing else. You can't right. set up for the next one. So... I don't know. You have to. You have to think about. It. You have to prep your entire turn. Well, around that you you do, but it is devastating. Yeah. Okay. You do it. All right. And it's the thing you have to remember is you don't always necessarily want to go for the break. Sometimes going for the win is enough, or is what you want to do right. to trigger a ring. Right. So if you've just broken a province, which to play breakthrough you have. You immediately go into your second conflict. You don't necessarily. You're not going to have as many resources available as you had before. That's fine. You're right about that. But as long as you have enough, if you've if you've head faked your opponent enough to committing all or most of their resources to the first conflict, you break through. You've got a free ring win somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's some. You, I'm not disagreeing that there's some utility to it. I just. Uh, Let's say, I mean, again, ob- I, I can't then. really explain, but uh, yeah, if you're going first to take the first <laughs> conflict, break through to the second, water becomes an obvious yeah. screw your opponent's turn kind of feel. So oh, yeah, void, absolutely. or also void can yeah. do some interesting things. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Tobin just, I think I've used it too many times against Tobin or something. That's why he doesn't like yeah, it. It's, 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 I should, yeah. I should yeah. mention breakthrough is in my three health. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it's in his three up <laughs> too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, where that's. Yeah. So what's not in your three up? What's in this category? Um, I have a few, I'm, as it happens, Born in War went down there for me, just because I found it to be a little bit, um, too situational to be guaranteed for two costs, but there you go, it's a strong swing. But I'm gonna pick the, um, Ayushi Wayfinder. Uh, one cost, one, one, zero glory, all very nice. A Shujenja, water, cavalry. After this character enters play, look at a face-down province. And I guess my general response is, K. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, great, but K. You know, no, well, not it's information, yeah. right? It's information. Yeah. yeah. And to recap, mine was favored mount just because it seems slightly redundant. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you've already got most of the most of the char- dynasty characters are already cavalry. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, the silver effect on there, I found, and, and it's still it's still a one cost plus one. So yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. Well, but yeah, but a one cost plus one where you can go with ornate fan. Mm-hmm. You know, zero for plus two. The, it's the restricted. Move, the, the movement ability. Yeah. The movement ability yeah. is a big deal there. But, there you that's go. True. but if you, oh, that's but true. most that's things true. already have the You're movement ability the movement in the clan. Character. Still, double, I, I think this is the double down clan. I found it to be the make sure you can do what you're going to do. Have, have, you know, you can't have too much firepower kind of thing. As it were. I can see that. Uh, uh, yes, in that respect, it does it does warrant some consideration. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it's uh, that's the first. Whenever I, when I'm building a unicorn deck, that's the first thing I axe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 Favorite mount is the, if I if I need to cut a card, favorite mount is the, <laughs> is going to go up first, because looking at my dynasty deck, I have all, like almost all my characters in my dynasty deck are cavalry already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. true. 
And I tend not to play a lot of conflict deck characters. I tend to go for more attachments and events. Right, so that's, and a, that's a fair call because I'm normally conflict character heavy. So, and I see a lot of people that are. So that's so that's a that's a playstyle differentiation. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Which is why we're telling you all this great information so that you can take it and ignore it and build your own. <laughs> right. So that's yeah. kind of our take on unicorn. Anything yeah. else to add? Yeah. No. This is, that's our final message. Ignore us. All <laughs> Ignore us every every word we say. Now, okay. having said that, you can that, ignore Tobin, you can ignore Carl, but don't s- ignore. Having me. said that, we have one more episode of these coming out. Mm-hmm. We will do the scorpion and the crane, and I promise you, these were randomly chosen, and scorpion and crane came out last, and we're like, "Yep, that's how it should have been." Sorry, Carl. So, <laughs> no, so no, yeah, sorry, no, I Carl. I want scorpion to be the last one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, well, I don't know if Scor- well, I guess we could do it in any order we want, or we just kind of. My paperwork has green then scorpion. Oh, okay, all right, green <laughs> then scorpion. Your paperwork has green then scorpion. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, Honor is the deadliest weapon. weapon.